So so now now we're on record. Yeah. Now it's yeah. Now there are rules. <laughs> now there's a now, line. Now we yeah. I mean obviously there's editing. There's an editing. <laughs> yeah. That that saves us from saying something truly heinous that shouldn't be that shouldn't be allowed. I guess so. I don't I don't want to make a habit of dropping heinities. I don't know what the noun of heinous is. And then heinous. one of us, our job is to basically go through a heinous. <laughs> Drop a heinous. And one of us, our job is to go through and comb through for heinouses. Especially if a heinous gets missed. <laughs> None shall be missed. Let's kick off with episode one. Here we go. And welcome to Basic Pitch, title pending, where we discuss great ideas for terrible TV shows with your professional friends, Nick Conway and Dan Manane. Welcome. Uh, so in this, we are going to try and come up with at least 100 ideas for television shows and also pitch what the pilot might look like. Mm. Right. Where pilot in this case is... Is like a proposed first episode yep. of a TV show, right? I don't know what the rules of what makes a pilot a pilot versus just pitching a TV show. Does the pilot have to be the first episode or is it just like an example episode? You know, without knowing anything about the television industry, I get the feeling it's like mm. you pump... Def- define it. Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling Go you ahead. just pump all your best ideas into it. You know, I, I saw the first... Mm. And then you can kind of rewrite yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw the first episode, like the pilot episode of The Mighty Boosh. And then in that episode, uh, they had all these great jokes that then in the rest of the season came back. Slowly, yeah, slowly released yeah. over the course of three hours of episodes. But jammed into one hot 20 minutes. Was that episode. still like... And, and should these be necessarily quality ideas? I'm certainly not expecting them all to be the cream of the crop. No, they're definitely not the creme de la creme. Although one would argue a lot of what actually gets made <laughs> is certainly not the creme mm-hmm. de la creme. Yeah, that's a good point. So I guess the, it begs the question, like, should we introduce how likely is this to be made and who would we need to um, sleep with around here to get a pilot made? Precisely. You know, who have we got to fondle and incorporate What are I going to squeeze? In order to... Mm, to get this thing to off get the ground, this terrible idea off the ground. Is that what they call it, a pilot? Because it gets gets it off the ground. Uh, I hope so. Because that's. <laughs> I'm so excited to do this podcast without <laughs> having not even Wikipedia the concept of pilot. <laughs> so we're just going to alternate, right? I mean, this thing's going to develop over time. The format of how we do this, right? But it, it'll get now, more and more streamlined. I'm just going to keep it yeah, vanilla. This is. This is you're coming into the pitch room with us, and much like someone who's pitching mm. a TV show for the first time, we're also pitching this podcast for the first time. So, wow, shit! No, I guess mm. I didn't think of that. Mm. To you, you're the executive. It's a double listener. Uh, okay, yes. If we were going canon, the listener is our intern. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent on the ladder of professional friendship. Uh, but yes, in this episode, they can be the executive. In in world, it's in not world, they are the intern uh, coming along right. with us as we pitch. Uh, but out mm. of world, mm. uh, in the real world, where there are many podcasts, and we are one of them, uh, they they okay, decide yeah. who lives I and see. dies. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, especially if you are actually 
an executive of some sort, a publisher, uh, a media mogul, then you just be yourself. Just be yourself and judge us, you know, as you would in any other kind of That's picture. Right. In any other situation, obviously, be who you think people want you to be. But right now, mm. be yourself. yourself. For, yeah, for the next 40 minutes. Um, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. All right. TV show idea number one. Ransom Acts of Kindness. Tagline, a ruthless businessman must work out how to be kind to save his family's life. Jimmy Francis is a rich and powerful mafia boss and family man. He's worked hard for success, but during his journey, he has lost sight of what it means to be a good man. Being a mafia boss isn't easy. Jimmy is mean, tight with money, quick to anger, intolerant, and oblivious to how everyone in his life sees him. But that's all about to change. One day, his family is kidnapped and ransomed. The price? He must complete 100 acts of kindness in 100 days or risk the brutal murder of his beautiful family. Jimmy is a mafia boss. He's not about to pay any ransom. He tells the ransomers that they will return his family or else he will hunt them down and feed them to his pigs. And by that, mm-hmm. he means some cops that he kidnapped and keeps in a shed and feeds to people that he's murdered. <laughs> so the ransomers send him a box with his daughter's head inside. They mean business. <laughs> Great. Now totally stressed, Jimmy Francis must go out and help a hundred strangers in a hundred days to full completion or else more skulls of his family will be mailed to him in this made-for-Christian television series. <laughs> okay, a lot to unpack. That's exciting. So, okay, bombshell at the end that this is a Christian... <laughs> it's, a, it's meant to be an ethical um, tale, a fable, encouraging you to do good works. Yep. Which is really heavy on inter-family murder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you kind of gel gel those two things? Yeah, not easily. Not easily. The extreme violence right off the first bat. <laughs> With sort of a fa- like a wholesome family, fun for the whole family feel. Yeah, should have thought of it before we started this podcast. But I think mm. the, the values might come into play where mm. you're changing essentially a bad man to a good man. But he's still a mafia boss. Mm. So like, I kind of I've got I've got an example here of of how he he might deal with like being able to help someone. So he finds mm. out that his neighbor Marta is having marriage problems, and her husband is cheating on her. So he wants to like help out, save their marriage. Uh, so uh, what he does is he first he tries to convince the guy, intimidate, doesn't work. So eventually he cuts the guy's dick off. Now this mm-hmm. guy has very little prospects, very few prospects of starting a new relationship mm-hmm. with no dick. So he's okay. got no choice but to go back to Madia. Problem it's solved. It's Old Testament, Christian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, okay, I see, I see. So he, so he, his acts of kindness are kind of... He tackles them in a kind of out-of-the-box yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah he's, well, he's a mafia boss. He's true to himself. So he's still solving mm. people's problems, just just in, 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 in a conflicting way. In his own... <laughs> in yeah, his, okay. his own special way. So, okay. So it is, it's... I feel like then we need to take maybe the Christian element out of it. Because, don't get me wrong, I love that we're right off the bat sort of pandering to that crowd because that's going to be a big source of, I mean, that's a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know anything about that community, but I believe it to be a huge moneymaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we just need to find them, right? Yeah. I don't know where they are or where they're watching or listening to their Hillsong or whatever the fuck they kind of consume, but I know that there's trillions of dollars there if we can find it. Um, but maybe this... Okay, so firstly, it's definitely not a comedy. And not all these have to be comedies. I just, again, the, some of these can just be straight down the line dramas or thrillers. I mean, it's it's a comedy depending on who you ask. I mean, people think Big Bang Theory mm. is a comedy. So anything could be comedy. I mean, there could be something funny about yeah. watching a, a man cut off another man's dick. I mean, it's that's pretty black. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. And, I mean, is it a Christian comedy yeah. though? But to the right. To the right Christian crowd, to that niche dark <laughs> comedy Christian crowd. So niche. Um, and maybe too niche, I'm not sure. But okay, so. All right, so, he, so he's got a. How would you say? How many acts? He's got to 100, 100 acts. acts. So that, that's kind of like the. Okay, so that buys you five seasons or something. Unless you do kind of like a 40 minute, hour long episode, then you could do like 10 episodes. Okay, so it's like 10. You could, you could get a lot of seasons out of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what we want, right? We want, we want to show that, that you know, that the executives, I assume, want to show that yeah. it's going to last, you know, potentially forever. Forever. I mean, <laughs> okay. Have you have you thought about a thousand acts? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me throw a kind of curveball at you. A thousand acts. Well, I was thinking, like, I guess he can get to the end of the hundred, right? He finally gets his family mm. back, and then, um, mm. I guess. Someone else could kidnap them immediately. Same, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, same thing. It's yeah. kind of a, yeah. It's just uh, taken or yeah. Yeah, it's taken. Uh, taken um, again. It's yeah, just taken. that's that's yeah, spot exactly. on. Um, it sounds very good. Who I'm th- okay. Maybe it's just because I've been looking at like Robert De Niro films, but it feels a little bit like no. But Rob De Niro is going to be a bit old. It feels like this guy's got to be a bit has got to have some vitality, and he's going to do some like. Of maybe some kind of actiony stuff. He's going to be running around a lot, mm. maybe making a fool of himself sometimes. Yeah. And you don't want an older man doing I mean, he's that. Got, right? He's got young kids. I mean, obviously, like he's a mafia boss, so I assume his wife is forty years his junior. But mm. um, true, he can be potentially any age. But yeah, like but you, I guess then you want to like you want to. Okay, well then let's take age out of the equation. Like who who's who you see? Maybe a John Ham. Hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. him. And he's proven he can do comedy. Well, yeah. On I mean, can, can you imagine John Hamm trying to get his, his family back and he's just like mm. solving people's Chopping problems. off another guy's dick. <laughs> just yeah. doing what it takes to to take care of business. He's a believable family man. He's like, yeah, he's a super stable and sturdy guy. I Have you ever seen him be a bad guy? Is this is the main guy the bad guy? Is he meant to be? Are you meant to like um, root for him? Is he meant to be likable? I have seen him as a bad guy in a film. Yeah, but I can't remember the name of the film. But mm. I think he was like a a corrupt cop or something. And to be honest with you, yeah. I didn't like it. I want I want ham. I want ham on my side. You want sweet? I want ham. sweet ham. I mm. want honey glazed ham. And mm. I feel. Yeah, you don't want a bitter yeah. rum glaze. <laughs> you know, I don't want... Maybe smoked. But no, I want a sweet ham. And uh, I think this 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 allows ham, and I know he's, he's been looking for it, uh, the ability to mm. play a bit of nuance. 
yeah, so I, you know, I feel I feel like Ham would do a really good job at uh, yeah, being a mm. you know kind of a, a an antihero, someone who you know he's trying to get his wife and kids yeah. back, but he's also just like cutting off dicks and feeding it to the pigs, who mm. are police officers, whom that he has yeah, just to be clear. There's no animal There's no cruelty. Animal cruelty. Um, no. Of course, yeah. That he keeps chained up. <laughs> are, are people looking for these police? They've, they've, they've been missing for years. Or they, they're presumed just... Presumed dead. Presumed. Presumed dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still very much alive. Very much alive. And full. Often full. Because that makes him pretty, probably quite unlikable right <laughs> off the bat. That he's enslaved to hardworking boys in blue in his basement and feeds them parts yeah, of other people. Yeah. Again, for like a Christian morality tale, that's right off the bat. It's kind of a strike against him as a re- redeemable character. What about the the wife? I don't know whether it was just because we were talking about View from the Top or because Gwyneth Paltrow's head has been proven to look good in a box, but <laughs> is could she play? <laughs> could she play the wife? I think she's got that kind of... You know, she can play innocent and sort of maiden in distress, but is a powerful. It would be nice if she was like not just a a young, dainty mob wife, but had like, you know, she makes life hard for the people that kidnap her. Yeah. He, okay. What if he's got like a hundred? <laughs> what if he's got like a hundred daughters? <laughs> for no other reason than to keep this thing going. They're the engine, the engine of this show, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, using violence against women to to push a plot along is is uh, pretty lazy writing. But this is what would happen if you had a hundred daughters and they all got kidnapped. Like, it's not up to us to you know sort of cherry pick the truth. They would send head after head. What about That's the mental not, toll on on poor John? Like kind of sugar each coat episode reality. has to. Act like like he's opening a box of the head of his daughter. We have to have a ten minute sobbing scene, <laughs> but then by the <laughs> every time the uh, the mailman arrives, Amazon he's just Prime. like brought his his Amazon cords that he's ordered. No, 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 no. Why does he keep ordering so much Amazon Prime when he knows one of these boxes has a head in it? I don't, again, just to, I really don't know anything about the television industry, but I feel like a pilot can be pretty easily made. I'd be curious if, is it more fruitful to rate whether it would like survive a season? Yeah. like we could make yeah. this. Probably not no, with John Hamm. No, certainly not with John Hamm. Uh, and also, I guess, no. I don't know how we'd make the head of... Uh, I, <laughs> I could make your head. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I could whip it up, whip up a head. <laughs> In, give me 25 minutes and a bunch of fruits, tropical fruits, <laughs> and some horse hair. Thank you very much. And some industrial grade latex. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> some beautiful horse hair. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. that. On credit, great. I'll mark that down. Um, yeah, I'll whip, I'll whip that up. So that's not a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just about getting John Ham. I mean, again, if someone out there who's listening is called John Ham. <laughs> Shoot us, shoot us shoot a message. message. We'll get you on the show. You can chat about whether or not you do this. Because we will this. make this tomorrow. So ultimately, uh, it's got a good yeah. show engine, right? You know, each episode 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Great show. Each show episode, you know, you can just solve a new act of crime, a uh, new act of kindness. Uh, biggest issue is that it is very violent right off the bat. You've got chained police officers in the basement, which he feeds human parts mm-hmm. to. He also gets the skull of his daughter sent to him. And potentially he cuts off the penis of a guy all in the very first episode. Yeah, fuck, that's, that's powerful episode. How, is it, what do you think, for, like 40-minute yeah, episodes? I'm thinking 40-minute episodes. I can only draw on some data points, and I don't know whether this needs to be part of the podcast, where, whether we like point out similarities, but um, not to say it's not an original idea. I think it's a very, very, very good idea. Um, there was a Disney show in the um, 90s called The 100 Lives of Blackjack Savage. Uh, that ran for one season, and that was a pirate who had to save a hundred souls. Um, and it was—I think it was one soul per episode—and that only got through, I guess, the teens. <laughs> um, I mean, on the flip side, you have like my name is Earl. Similar, like he's got to be kind to the people that he's kind of maligned in his past, and that that went for fucking forever. Do you ever watch that? Bad I, Boy? I never saw it. Any of it, but it was. I never saw any of it either. <laughs> but it was. But I heard prolific. just fine things. <laughs> I saw a lot of ads for it, though. Yeah, it was always being advertised, but really middling comedy. I, I think. mean, I can. Yeah, my name is Earl. But was that? <laughs> you just. <laughs> <laughs> what was the drive? So, what was the driving factor? Was it like a message from God, or? Oof, I wish I could tell you. I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was some sort of, was it like a 12 steps thing? He had to go back and, um, yeah, fix the mistakes of his past in order to maybe get out of prison. I'm sure, I'm sure it was, clearly it was good enough to go for five to eight seasons. Okay, so it went for, f- you went for four there? seasons. Oh, only so four. So here's the premise. Feels like I saw it constantly. And can I say, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like Ransom Acts of Kindness this has a stronger drive driving factor than okay so we know it's at least than my name of earl uh, <clears throat> earl a petty criminal wins a mind-boggling amount of money as a lottery prize but misplaces the ticket he decides to correct his bad deeds to wipe out his never-ending misfortune like oh, come now come now mr earl wait wait say the last bit again he decides to correct what, why is he his doing bad deeds? deeds to wipe out yeah. his never-ending misfortune. Is that it? This is just like... Wait, what's the lottery ticket got to do with anything then? So apparently. <laughs> apparently. Each episode for the first season began with Earl stating the premise of the series. He would say this. You know the kind of guy who does nothing but bad things and then wonders why his life sucks? Well, that was me. Every time something good happened to me, something bad was always waiting around the corner. Karma. That's when I realized I had to change. So I made a list of everything bad I'd ever done, and I'm going to make up for it all, for all my mistakes. I'm just trying to be a better person. My name is Earl. <laughs> and so not even, not even my name is Earl is like smoothly written into that. <laughs> he just ends it with, my name is Earl. Not like, my name is Earl and this is my statement. This is <laughs> So I guess if, if we were to sum this up, I'd say uh, original idea, great story engine, 
too violent, can't really see the target market. But mm-hmm. based on the fact that my name is Earl, which was a similar premise, but kind of no real driving force, got four seasons. I think I'd like to give it Nick score of five seasons out of ten. Well, Dan, um, that's a really positive review. Um, I agree. I think it's really strong. And to me, a nitpicky, details-oriented person, keeping track of the hundred acts that he does, I would find that very satisfying. And keeping like kind of a, a encyclopedia of, of what those correspond to, I think that's really fun. Seeing the hundred lives of Blackjack Savage, having only done one season, I think that's that's a point down. I guess people, maybe the rest of the, the TV-watching public, don't love having a number that they're keeping track of. Maybe that's annoying to some people. I think I'd give it five seasons as well. All right. Five seasons out of ten. Again, I think it's th- it gets three seasons just off the back of Ham, and then it gets a couple seasons probably when they replace Ham. Yeah. With a man that looks like Ham. All right, I think it's time that we moved to pilot number two, Homeless President. So, okay, this one we have, we've, we've looked at, we briefly looked at this. So, so just full disclosure, we have toyed around with, with a couple ideas, but most of these are, we, we ourselves haven't talked about them before, but th- this is a one we've looked at. Um, Tell us about Homeless I really President. like Homeless President. This is a mockumentary, a mockumentary of an experiment that the United States runs in 2026, where enough of Congress and the Supreme Court vote to force the president to spend a year uh, being treated basically like a piece of shit. So it's kind of like, well, I thought it was kind of like Welcome to America in its in the, the plot um, where he has to start from scratch. He's basically being dropped into the middle of the desert to prove that anyone can achieve anything in the US. But honestly, this could work in a different country. I think it's fun to do it with the American president as someone that has, in theory, like ultimate power, but you could do it with the German right. chancellor. Right I think it would still work. It's got, it's got sellability to other countries. Also has a pretty good rig to it. <laughs> yeah, this, it's got 10 seasons for different executive positions around the world. Um, meanwhile, the entire country tunes into his or her progress each night. Um, it's got a little bit of Black Mirror. It's got a little bit of, uh, as you say, get me out of here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the president. president of the United States. Get me out of here. But okay. So is that how we, is that? So right. I mean, right off the bat. So it's never saw it. So us president basically gets dumped in the middle of the desert with nothing mm-hmm. and has to prove that he can achieve anything in the US. He's got to go from zero back to being a president. So, and this is a question of the show. Is it, is it actually a reality TV show in that this actually happens? Probably not. That's, that's a big ask to go into a pitch room and say, can we please take a president for the sake of this TV show and um, kind of abuse them for potentially an unending amount of time? Because I feel like, okay, so the, the outcomes of this show are the president either becomes the president again they re-win the presidency in order to stay the president. What happens They then? say, I'm a president, get me out of here. Or then I think they're taken to an island with the rest of the presidents that quit the show. 
they're kind of um, exiled from the country. So I don't I don't think this is going to sorry to like pop the bubble, but I don't think this is going to be a reality TV show. I think this is going to be a fictional TV show about a world where this exists. It's got a little bit of Hunger Games to it, a little bit of Battle Royale. Um, it's like a hypoth- hypothetical world where you need to prove. I think it's a world where again it's got a little bit of Black Mirror. It's a world where like people are sick of extremely wealthy entitled politicians and they're like if you want to govern us then you need to prove that you can start from scratch. Right off the bat, I think the, the engine is great. You know, I feel, I feel like you can pump out episode. Yeah. You can just yeah, you could do it again and again. Different different president each season or whatever. Version or what do they do differently? You know, what curveballs are thrown at them. And even like just episode to episode, you know, Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone loves to to watch that kind of stuff. Watching people kind of go from from nothing to something, and equally so, it's always fun to watch uh, fish out of water. You know, I assume at the point that a president is become the president, they've probably been, you know, uh, quite wealthy and quite well off, and for for a while, you know, yeah, totally disconnected. Um, totally disconnected. Yeah, and then it's a fine line. Like, is it a comedy? Like this fish out of water thing. You're gonna get some good laughs out of that, but at the end of the day, is this a is this a kind of searing political statement about society, or is it just funny to watch, like <laughs> Joe Biden, kind of through trash eating a ra- raccoon or whatever? <laughs> like you get two episodes out of that alone, and then you the third episode is gonna be like, you know. It's going to be Homeland or Madam Secretary. It's going to be like, oh, fuck, this is... I mean, I... The country's kind of in the toilet now because <laughs> everyone's tuning in to watch this old old man eating a raccoon I mean, and I no mean, one's governing. I think, I think it'd be like Black Mirror. It'd be like the, the Prime Minister of England fucking a pig. I feel like you'd mm. you'd be really... Yeah. But again, that worked for one episode. Imagine if... Imagine if every episode of Black Mirror was just different animals that the like, Prime Minister had to fuck. <laughs> and people are like, oh, you should really tune into Black Mirror. Skip the first episode. Uh, it's a pig. Much, Later episodes, much, much hotter animals. And better endowed animals. Because, like, I guess my thing about the, the homeless president, my only, my only real big issue is, is that who's running the country while, while they're doing this. Like, I, I actually think, like, if, if I could tweak the idea... It would be instead of they're the president and they become homeless. Instead, it's like the two presidential candidates, um, mm. you know, for the, the the two party system. So the Republicans and Democrat. They get this is like mm-hmm. the final race. Okay, first one to sort of get back yeah. up on top. On, on top. You know, yeah. So picture it like. Okay. So then there's a there is a time limit to that. Then there's. It's six months or something. I guess, yeah. Like a year okay. or something like that. This is just a... Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. That's nice too because then like it could get a little boring just constantly tuning into the same guy or girl. You'd want to... It'd be fun to like flick back between the two, see how they're doing. One's trying to solve solve their, their situation in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little more competitive element about it. Yeah. Plus then you get a bad guy. Right. You get one guy yeah, who's good yeah, and, and you, one guy who's bad. You could, I mean, and, and to avoid um, difficult, like, splitting your audience by not having... I mean, I guess you could, yeah. 
maybe it's yeah, I mean, if it's an alternate universe, just set it in a world where there are no parties or whatever. It's just it's just two mm. people. Yeah, there's the green yeah. party and the purple and party. We'll, and everyone hates purple. the... Oh, clearly... Oh, the green... Oh, no, I can't say that. One of them's evil. <laughs> One of them's clearly evil. Need different colours. Yeah. Or well, maybe not. Hmm. Maybe can't that's kind of the colour. fun for the viewer. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, you really want your guy to, like, be the winner hmm. in this television series. But it's not... This could be the solution to, like, extreme polarisation of, of parties. It's like, you just invent... Still have it to Democrats and Republicans, and it's just fictional. It's just two fictional, very ridiculous um, survivor type characters that duke it out. And you tune into that, and you're like, when you get to work and you're talking around the water cooler, instead of like, you know, oh, I see this ridiculous Biden policies, and blah, blah, blah. it's just you just talk about like you're still a Democrat, you're still a Republican, you still root for these fictional characters, and then you just have no energy left to. Hate the actual, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, in reality, yeah, true. People love watching the election, you know. I mean, there's your market mm. right there. People love the election. Imagine if, yeah, imagine if you could watch right, the election, like all this the television time. show is like watching the election race, homeless president. So, what happens in the pilot episode? I think I'd want to do it pretty cinematically. I think it, I want it mm. to look good. So, I think you know, like you'd open and it would be. Maybe they keep like a video diary themselves and it would be like a little Blair Witch style. Like the cameras, you kind of come in halfway through the season kind of thing. You know, like the camera's like all shaking. Like one of these guys is like in the middle of the jungle or something and he's like covered in just blood and shit. And he's like, you've got to got to get word out. Like, you know, he's, he's you've, we've come in halfway through um, and it's, it's clearly... And maybe there are like little clues that this guy is important in some way he's got still got a suit on he's got like a little american flag a little eagle or something on his lapel um and then we cut back to what do we cut back to i guess the the previous president sort of signing off on on the next round of of the games the president see the two candidates step into like a shuttle which shoots into the air yeah into a random location Into a giant cannon. <laughs> they get stripped down to their underwear. Which fires them intercontinentally. <laughs> they get fired out. <laughs> it's got like... It's got kind of... Uh, it's got a nice feeling of that Simpsons episode, doesn't it? <laughs> with, with Bob Dole. <laughs> Shoot, the that's aliens right. shooting them into space. That's... Which is... That's... Uh, I mean, that's a classic episode. You could do worse than to sort of mimic that. I think that's... We're on the right track. I can see, like, I don't know, like the kind of big band, like, sound song. Mm. And they're, like, waving. And then... Waving. Step into the shuttle. Everyone, like, it's like, and let the games begin. And everyone goes home and tunes in to see what their favorite president is up to. Their favorite president. Or a presidential candidate is up to. How do you, how do you deal with people like helping their favorite president out? Hmm. I think you do a bit of a Truman Show rule where you're kind of not meant to interfere with the natural presidency. It's bad, maybe it's just bad form. It's kind of because otherwise yeah. everyone would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just look like an idiot. Could we you, just invent some kind of like Black Mirror technology where, like, they've got something, some kind of like they wear this bracelet which 
changes their appearance mm. to the naked eye, so you can't really tell who oh, they nice. are. That's a that's a significant technology. <laughs> <Should just talk. laughs> so are we inventing? Wait, is that technology part of the world, or is that just just kind of we we pull that out just for this one game show? No one else has, has access to this potentially life changing <laughs> technology. It just solves a kind of inconvenient problem of this, mm-hmm. this kind of reality TV show. And sloppy writing solves that. I mean, it is sort of in the future, right? I mean, it's kind of in a... It is a bit of a Black Mirror situation. It's in maybe 10 years, 20 years. So we can invent some solutions. But then we also have to invent some tech, you know, new futuristic ideas. I think one of the big strengths is just the marketability of the entire thing. You know, you, you've got your... So, you know, it's a political show. You can get people who love the election watching it. Uh, it's kind of got elements of Survivor. You know, it's it's a mix of all the good things. It's actually, yeah, it's pretty much the best of of all addictive, um, you know, non-high high concept. T- like, there's obviously um, cultured TV, which, you know, we can all say that we prefer to watch. But in reality, we like to tune into some some real trash sometimes and this has kind of got all the best of all those shows can, yeah a bit of yeah. big brother to it can 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 we throw in uh can they be like teamed up with their running mate mm. okay yeah so their running mate maybe gets fired somewhere else as well and they have to like rendezvous somehow yeah great 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 yeah i'm just because i'm just thinking uh in terms of mm. like who could be in it you'd get mm. you know you could have a comedy duo yeah you know, I'm just thinking yeah. of actors like um, Tina Fey, Amy Pollard as one team, and then uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock going for president. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. There is already... Wait, have we, already, have we talked about this? The Rock doing that TV show where he no. is running for president? <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's he's already doing <laughs> this. <laughs> he's not, not quite this show, but he is currently... Um, I th- it's not, is it still not Young running? Rock? Is it? Uh, it's. I think it's Young Rock. Wait, oh, is it called right. Young Rock? Young Rock. Yeah, I didn't realize is that was about Rock? him running for president. As Dwayne Johnson runs for president, twenty thirty two. He takes a comedic look at his extraordinary life yeah. through outrageous stories of his family and youth. So I don't think it's it's about his presidential. I think it's just like they use the premise that he's running for president as an excuse for him to like cut back. I mean, it's I think the show is 90% flashbacks yeah. as a way to like, um, you know, everybody hates Chris Five. type. I wonder if he's actually uh, yeah. going to um, run for president. He he's, it's got so real that he had to explicitly say, I'm not going to run for president in 2020. I think if you're, if you're asked enough times, like I've never had to say that it would be nice to be asked. But he had to actually like squash rumors that he would. So I think that's a pretty good sign that he's he would be in the running. I think. Uh, okay, for this mockumentary experiment, where the US runs mm-hmm. a competition to see which presidential candidate will win by making them homeless and making them fight mm-hmm. to the top. If we manage to get the buddy cop, yep. uh, buddy comedy duo of Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson versus Tina Fey, Amy Pollard, yeah, I, I could see it being a Big success, but I can't see them holding on for too long. So I'm going to give it uh, three seasons. Hmm. I think it gets four. I think it gets two seasons 
of that first couple. Then it gets one season of like trying to do the same thing again and failing. And then a different studio is going to buy it. And they're going to be like, no, we'll save it like for that cult <laughs> following. And then they try and do world government homeless president. And that fails <laughs> even worse. And everyone's like, why are we watching this? <laughs> we hate presidential elections. We only watch it because it affects our real lives. Please we stop doing it. this to us. So, yeah, and Tina Fey is really yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, everyone's going to have a low point in their life, and this will be that point for them. Move on to the next. Love, Love it. it. All right, pilot number three, Shooting Blanks. Ryan Bosco is a four-time Golden Dong mm-hmm. winning pornographer with Writer's Block. Mm-hmm. At the height of his career, he wrote winning titles such as the fast food sexathon Pizza Slut, the all-male mm-hmm. prison-based series Co-Erectional Facility, the Central Aeroplane Thriller, Enter the Cockpit. But those days are behind him now. Mm. His career is going down the shitter. Ironically, also the title of one of his best films. Ryan needs to dig deep, also the title of one of his films, and write new stories and scenarios. What can it be about? <laughs> dig deep not sure. and into the shitter. Uh, he needs to write new <laughs> stories and scenarios, all the while keeping his career hidden from his beautiful wife, Pamela, and his kids. Ryan is a stay-at-home dad who works from home. As far as Pamela and the kids know, <laughs> he writes for a science fiction show, Star Trek. Though they thought he had credits on Deep Space Nine, but really he had writing credits on Nine Deep in Space. Great. He's at a loss when he realizes his relationship with his wife is the perfect catalyst for a porn series never done before. Husband and wife sneaking off to bang. Scenarios based so closely to truth, the sense of reality that they could be the newest Hottest thing in pornography. But can Ryan keep his home life and his work life separate? Can he dig us out of his way? Can he dig his way out of this hole? Also the title Good. of one of his films. <laughs> Perfect. What, what is his niche? <laughs> Pilot, I guess. You get to see him on the set mm. of one of his pornos. It's not going well. Can't get it up. Career's going down the shitters. Yeah, that's where really he opens then he starts to use his home life as his his muse, his inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it's it's really good. I think, yeah, I mean, going into, like, the porn industry is is untouched. In I mean, as far as I, like, this, as far as I know, there's not really any, like, good quality dramedies about the porn industry. I'm glad I can read the summary now because I thought you said Golden Dog winning pornographer, and I was like, hmm. All right, this is going to be really avant-garde, <laughs> kind of shedding light on the the bestial world. Uh, yeah, golden, golden dong. dong, winning pornographer. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's he's basically the Tarantino of the porn world, right? Like he's written mm. some incredible stuff, but just recently nothing's going right. He's lost it. He can't think of anything fresh, nothing new. But when he sees, like, kind of his, at his home life, you know, he's got... Yeah, he's a family man. It's like, how does he have time to have sex with his wife? Well, they manage. And it's very, very fun. And I mm. believe that that is, you know, a reality of, of many people who have a young family, you know, when you get time to be an intimate couple. Yeah, yeah. And so this is kind of the, the... The passion's gone. The catalyst. And so, you know, you get to see him 
take his home life and turn it into porn. And also you get a whole bunch of comedy around the industry of, of, of pornography and the other stuff that he does and meetings and dealing with actors and uh, issues like... I think it's, yeah, it's got kind of a like weeds Yeah, you know, like... In a good way. Episodes where, you know, he's got to get a... Uh, you can't get the lube in. You know, there's like mm-hmm. problems that, that happen, I'm sure, in the porn world on set. In sets. porn industry, oh, oh, yeah. all problems constant, all the time. Constant issues. Um, you know, what happens when the actor turns up with gastro and is like, well, mm. you got gastro yeah, and it. we've got a film. Like, this is going to get messy when it's it's an all anal scene. Mm. It's all gastro <laughs> right? scene. Um, so is he, so he's, ha- he's in a good relationship, right? Or is he, is the relationship strained? He's in a good relationship. Right. Except that he's kind of hiding his entire career. <laughs> I mean, again, he is the, he is the, um, Quentin Tarantino. He's a, he's a, he's a big, big deal. deal in the porn world. Would we he's, say a he's a massive big deal? deal in the porn world. But yeah. he was, but why everyone kind of talks him like, in the same way for a while they talked like about like Eddie Murphy. You know, they're like, fuck, he was like the best of the best. Mm. And he hasn't done anything good oh, in phenomenal. so long, you know. No. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done My Name is Dolomite now. And that's, that's great. And he's, you know, he's back. He's back, baby. But yeah, he's, he's basically. Yeah, yeah, he's back. I've always he's, said he was back. I was the first yeah, one to yeah. say he was back. <laughs> but he's, yeah, so he's, you know, he's, uh, it's not, uh, it's not going, going well for him anymore. And like his career's in, in tatters, but at the same time, as far as his wife and kids and his community knows, he's like this really wholesome, wonderful dad. Yeah, you know, he's taking his mm. his daughters to to soccer. Um, so there is a so okay. Is the the engine of this thing his sort of hidden identity, or is that actually not such a big deal? Like, do we kind of get over that, or because he's so you're saying he's like we've got this idea where he's mining his own home life for porn ideas, right? That's kind of his big discovery. He's like, he's got it back, baby. He's like, he's got a whole new muse for his porn creativity. Right. But he's still but hiding he's still it from his hiding wife it. So you've got a few things. He's got the pressure of trying to keep work going. He's got the pressure of keeping it secret. Mm-hmm. Things, you know, might slip out. Like maybe there's like the like coach for his daughter's soccer team kind of works out who he is. And then he's like, man, you got to get me on one of these mm. sets. He's like, you, you got to keep this down. You know, like you can't, you can't yeah. tell anyone that, that I'm one of the most recognized and awarded pornographers ever. <laughs> but then is it like, do all the dads at the school know who he is? <laughs> is that a bit gross? That's probably not gross. I That's think- fun. We can, I mean, is he like, is he a well-recognized by certain members of the community? I, I feel like I feel like maybe it's an accidental discovery. Like, yeah, maybe like he says something, and like the coach is like, "Where do I know that phrase from?" And he like digs back into mm. his like old VHS, famous, like, and he puts yeah. one in, Dig, digs deep, like, digs deep, mm. uh, and mm-hmm. he finds, uh, he finds, and he's like this like phrase, and then he like. Does research and and finds this guy uncovered. Like, yeah, yeah, no way. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's got it's got a powerful. Um, I think it's a cool insight into like day to day home life, and then you get to put that against 
against his what he thinks of as his normal career, which is maybe boring to him, right? Like he maybe he's he's re-energized and he finds like home life super exciting and risque now that he's he's got this new take on it, and he's like he's kind of it's making him like horny as well, right? Because maybe he's he's lost his his sexual drive as well in a way because he's that's I guess it's kind of tied to his creative yeah, drive, yeah, absolutely. And then suddenly he gets like gets his drive back. Suddenly he's excited to be I don't know putting up shelves, cleaning the dishes, like all this kind of because he's he's mining that for um, for porn content, which kind of reflects in some ways the real state of affairs vis a vis the popular porn world, where you have uh, not to like shoot my wad or show my cards too much, but. It seems that the porn of old was pizza deliveries, pool man, plumber, fixer-upper guy. Classic everyday stories. Now it's very homey. Yeah, very. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was like, it was professionals in a kind of subservient role. Um, now it's, it's, it's very bland home life. It's like Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, doing the laundry <laughs> Yeah, I, I I like to think of of kind of setting this one in in maybe, well, I mean maybe not. I mean like maybe in like the kind of golden era of of pornography before kind of tubing, as as my understanding is, mm. kind of decimated the like porn industry. Like no longer do they need mm. to be films, where you know now they're just, they're right, just little scenarios. snippets. There's there's no like there's no sort of honor to the whole right, industry. Yeah, anymore. it's not like. So right, so he still lives in that golden like film length, big budget. Right, you, you know, you take something like Deep Throat, you know, the original Deep Throat, and like mm. that, the storyline behind Deep Throat is that she has a clitoris on her mm. tonsils That's or something, right? And like yeah. people are trying to help her, and a doctor's trying to teach her how to like Deep Throat so that she can, mm. you know, and and in those scenes, Weak like it. it crossfades, crossfades from her chowing down on a dong to like. Um, mm-hmm. uh, to fireworks, like like the cr- to to show to demonstrate like author, how like yeah. the way she's feeling. They show these, you know, that is like mm. that's cinema, my friend. That is cinema. So okay, to to sum up, it's sitcom ish, but not not old school sitcom. But it's 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 a modern. You know, it's not going to have a laugh track or anything, right? No. It's it's a kind of comedy with moments of drama. 30 minute, 20 episodes a season kind of mm-hmm. thing about the porn industry. Our hero is a down and out, once great pornographer who is getting his mojo back by mining his once boring home life. But now he's he's seeing uh, there's all this relatable porn content in his, his kind of, uh, yeah, his day to day. And by the end of season one, he's, he's recreated... The, the, his glory days and we're also milking the sort of onset trials and tribulations in more ways than one gross Goodness. we're ringing this dick for all of its delicious ideas mm. it's salty ideas yeah i think it's i think it's pretty good but then yeah okay maybe you stretch this arc out over multiple seasons if you stretch it out then it's like i think it ticks away i think it ticks away on hbo or something for like six mm. seasons okay so mm. dan you're awarding it Six. Six. Six out of out ten of seasons. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I feel like um, 
it's an untapped resource of comedy and mm. a, a situational comedy that, yeah, you got plenty of stuff about friends in apartments and chefs and restaurants and home mm-hmm. life, all that. I've never seen one about pornos. So I, I'm going I'm, to no. give it seven seasons. I'm going to give it a, a strong seven. Kind of begs the question, like, does a strong, long-running sitcom need to be relatable? Like, do, uh, I mean, obviously you get the relatability of his home life, but do people need to know about the industry? I guess... To find I mean, it funny? I would say in the same way that, like, hospitals, right? You know, big mm, sources yeah. of TV Well, shows. yeah, but then again, everyone, like, goes to hospital. And everyone watches porn. Every now and again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And I guess, like, you could say, yeah, but they don't see behind the scenes in the porn. Well, but you don't see behind the scenes in the hospital. And that's where you get all the realistic good stuff yeah. like Scrubs. Where you see what really kind of pranks and <laughs> and uh, kind of scalawaggery <laughs> happens, yeah, that it goes in the behind the scenes of Sacred Heart of John of that's the, I mean that's whatever. what this is. This is basically the Scrubs bat porn. Yeah, great, perfect. That's it. Yeah, we've done it. We've yeah. knocked out a few of our. Our uh, goal, 100 pilots. Mm, yes. Thank you um, so much to all those listening for joining us on our first podcast. Uh, we hopefully will get better and better at this. If you know someone that will enjoy this show, please tell them. We hope to see you next time as we discuss great ideas for terrible TV shows. We're your professional friends, Nick and Dan. <laughs>